Hey, hockey fans, happy Firebirds Friday on on Tuesday. We're going to talk about the Coachella Valley Firebirds, and then I'll give you a few nuggets on what you can expect from Locked on Kraken the rest of the week. Hope you had a great weekend. Let's get into it. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey. Say Seattle hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. I am a CBS correspondent, uh, both an analyst on their digital platforms as well as a writer covering women's basketball, including college basketball and the National Hockey League. I've been with you right here. From the beginning, we started out at the expansion draft, went to the first ever training camp, went to the first ever postseason practice, and yeah, maybe a little trip to Beijing somewhere in between. Thank you as always for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination, although we're three days a week right now because we're still in the off season. And we talked about this last time. The off season means there's lots of bold predictions coming and lists and predictions and projections and all of that stuff. And we're going to get back into that, including later in the week, we're going to talk about the Seattle Kraken actually have a vacancy to fill on the radio. Whoa. (laughs) That's right. Everett Fitzhugh will reprise his role, if you will, as the play-by-play voice on the radio. But Dave, Dave Tomlinson announced that he will be stepping down. We've talked about that on the show before. So later on, we're going to go to um, later on in the week, we're going to go to something that Jeff Baker wrote up uh, regarding who are some names that are potentially available and who is not. So I think that's going to be pretty compelling. We're going to continue on those lists from Locked On NHL. We did our top 10 centermen and wingers and all of that good stuff. We started with the lists where the Seattle Kraken are mentioned. Uh, So top NHL, NHL players under 22. Maddie Beneers made that list. So did a player that has never played in the NHL. But if you want to hear me rant about that, check out a previous episode. I guess that would have been Thursday's episode last week. Um, We also are uh, top of the list when it comes, or top five, I should say, when it comes to best team logo. And I really think this is a matter of when maybe you started watching the NHL because some of the original six logos, some of the logos of teams that were super popular in the 90s, they do, for me, speak to um, kind of uh, like pop culture, but... I don't think they're necessarily the greatest looking logos. Uh, Maybe they did not stand the test of time. Anyway, we have some more lists that we're going to go over. Let's see. We've got um, uh, centers, as I mentioned. Ooh, mascots. 
uh, wingers. And again, we started with the ones where the Seattle Kraken was top five. So, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of silly that we didn't get a top five mascot. I don't understand the obsession with Gritty. Um, I also don't understand Biz Nasty's obsession with hating on Bowie. But anyway, we'll get into it later in the week. This week, also, we're going to have a squad cast. I actually joined Locked On San Jose Sharks. And JD and I, yes, we do make a reference to defense being for nerds. Uh, we also talk Eric Carlson. And you might be surprised or maybe not, uh, to hear who I think is going to be our most important player coming up in our third ever season. So that's going to drop on Thursday. And then we will have a show on Friday, not particularly focused on the Firebirds, but like I said, we've got Dave Tomlinson to talk about those top five lists. And um, we'll get into it a little bit with the Firebirds. But the Firebirds released their promotional schedule. I love a good promo schedule. And I was always, I was, I was very interested and intrigued to see what hockey teams in mass were going to do regarding their promo schedules. Because of course, at least in the national hockey league, the auctioning of the jerseys for the hockey is for every one night. That's a little bit, um, well, they're not doing it anymore. And so I was very curious to see how teams were still going to celebrate Hockeyist for Everyone, Black History Month, etc. And on the one hand, I love that the Coachella Valley Firebirds do have promotional nights, which of course includes them um, and different themes and different affinity groups. But uh, there is something that I noticed that I thought was at least a little bit of a bummer. But here is the promo schedule. I'm going to walk through this. And then later in the show, we'll get into not just some of these games, but some games that you might want to watch if you are a fan of the Firebirds. All right. So the home opener presented, of course, by Acrisure and playing Bakersfield. Now, I can honestly tell you, I have no idea what this mask is about. It's giving me Jason vibes. It's giving me Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles vibes. But um, the Seattle Kraken officially are, you know, they're calling it their home opener night. Yeah, so I don't really know what that logo is all about, but um, it's the home opener. Uh, Joey Dax, maybe a little love for Joey Decord. We'll see where he lands this year. But uh, sure, yeah, home opener night. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, that's October 13th, of course, at Acrisure Arena. And then you have later in the month, Dia de los Muertos. Um, presented by Estrella Yalisco. And this one, of course, is a celebration, particularly in Mexican culture and certain other Latin American cultures take on Dia de los Muertos. And of course, you can see that it literally lands on uh, Halloween for this year. But Dia de los Muertos is an opportunity just to recognize those who have passed on. And there's all kinds of... Um, I guess, uh, not rituals, but uh, different cultural things that you can do to create space to invite the memories of your ancestors um, back around that time. 
You've got Hockey Fights Cancer. That's going to be in November. In December, it's the Ugly Sweater and Teddy Bear Toss. Then in January, Hometown Heroes. January 15th, which is Martin Luther King Day. It's not listed as such on here, but it is listed on their full um, kind of bulleted uh, outline. So this is a celebration of Martin Luther King Day and hockey is for everyone. Now, here's my first little pause. Hockey indeed is for everyone, but you know what's also amazing is when you have specific nights to focus on specific groups. And so we have Dia de los Muertos, which again is definitely for the uh, the Latine, as I like to say, or Hispanic populations um, primarily. You've got Pride Night that comes up later in January. So like, can we just say Black History Month? Can we, uh, you know, can we say Women's History Month? I don't see either one of those on there, on here. Uh, but there is a Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras celebration in February. That's important. Pink the Rink in honor of breast cancer. So that's like women adjacent, I guess. Kids Day, um, February 18th. Fuego's birthday. I love these little graphics here. Military appreciation. So you've got hometown heroes and a military appreciation night. That's on March 23rd. And you can see that the themed Jersey Nights are going to be Dia de los Muertos. Very excited to see what those look like. Hockey Fights Cancer, Pink the Rink, themed Jersey, also for Military Appreciation Night, and Kraken Night, which is going to be April 14th. And then there is a Fan Appreciation Night on April 21st. So there will be some giveaways. Uh, circle these, especially if you like to... Uh, add to your collection but um coming up on this episode of locked on kraken uh let's actually go to the full calendar and circle some games that you should take a look at if you're going to be out in the coachella valley that's coming up on this episode of locked on kraken today's episode of locked on kraken brought to you by ag1 and Longtime listeners, everydayers, you know that I do take gut health very seriously. I take morning routine very seriously. And AG1 is one of the products that I have used and I have made a part of my daily routine. The number one uh, most important thing about AG1, for me at least, is that it allowed me to eliminate the different supplements, echinacea, turmeric and ginger and all of these vitamins. And instead of having multiple pills, um, all kinds of tinctures, I have one scoop of AG1, put it in eight ounces of water, shake it up in the bottle that was provided to me, and I am good to go. I am fueled with over 75 high-quality ingredients that will give me the key nutrients that I need on a daily basis, things that are going to help with my focus, things that are going to help with clarity, which is important when you're doing podcasts, and just overall vitality, especially for someone that travels as much as I do. So if you are looking for a comprehensive solution to your supplements game and routine, then try AG1 and you'll get a free one-year supply of vitamin D 
and five of the AG1 travel packs. I love the travel packs as someone who travels a lot. That all comes with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com backslash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com backslash NHL network to check it out. Welcome, welcome once again to Locked On Kraken. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're going to hear me talk about the Locked On NHL kind of channel. That's all 32 teams. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers show I know is specifically in the Pacific Division. We are in transition getting a new host, but we also have the Locked On NHL show, which of course on Fridays, I am a part of that show giving you the women's hockey spotlight. So after you listen to Locked on Kraken as a part of your daily destination, check out some of our other NHL shows on the NHL channel. And as I said, I will be making an appearance. We have our first squad cast of, I think we're, we can say season three. Uh, first squad cast of season three is going to be with Locked On Sharks. And JD invited me on to talk all things Kraken. So you'll see that on this show Thursday, but also on the Locked On Sharks show. Okay. The Coachella Valley Firebirds. A magical run. If you are an everydayer, you remember. That being said, it was a magical run. We can enjoy that. It was great that there were some things uh, that we saw as trends happen. And JD and I, we didn't talk about this on the squad cast, but we did talk about how the Barracuda were really fighting for a playoff spot and they had to go through us late in the season. And at times the Firebirds were such a high-powered offense that it felt like we kind of played with our food a little bit. What do I mean by that? When I say play with your food, it's like, listen, the food is there and you could just fuel up and eat it and be on your way. But sometimes the Coachella Valley Firebirds would, um, I don't know, kick into gear a little late. That was not a luxury that the Seattle Kraken had very, uh, blue collar, and you'll hear JD and I talk about this. JD Young from Locked on Sharks on Thursday's episode, but blue collar by committee. That's how the Seattle Kraken won games last year, and that's how they maybe punched up uh, uh, in their uh, their weight class because um, they weren't expected or anticipated to slide into a wild card spot. And again, JD and I will talk about that a little bit more, but with the firebirds, a lot of times it felt like they potentially and likely should have had their fate in their hands, including if I'm being honest in the Calder cup finals game seven, uh, what was it? Game seven, game three, a, a decent amount of those games as we were watching, we did some uh, watch parties, but it just felt like, uh, you know, they, they were playing with their food. Why am I mentioning this? Well, I'm mentioning it because I do think as we, that's just the uh, promo scheduled again for those watching on YouTube, for those on audio, don't worry, as usual, I will walk you through everything, but now you should see the uh, schedule probably flashed up a few times in the first segment by accident. But anyway, here's the schedule. Let me make it bigger for you. The reason I mention that is because I do think even early on, there are going to be some games that are going to be fascinating 
for this Firebirds team to see if maybe they do take charge of games earlier on. And that comes in the form of the San Jose Barracuda. We play them twice on the road in October. Six games in October, including the home opener. Three of those will be at Acrisure Arena. Three on the road, including closing out October. Or excuse me, uh, the closing out the last week of October against the San Jose Barracuda at San Jose. And then um, we have Abbotsford for that Dia de los Muertos promotional. Uh, so there's going to be a special jersey for that. I'm very excited to see what that looks like. San Jose, again, from talking to JD, it's something that we talked about kind of offline just as we were wrapping up our show. So we might have to come back to this. But um, it was really interesting to hear that the Barracuda, they knew that they were, uh, JD said they were one point right from making the playoffs. And the Firebirds stood in their way to some extent down, down the wire. They had to go through us down the wire. And arguably, was it really us? It just is that we played them late in the season and maybe they could have picked up a, a point somewhere. But the point is, I think the Barracuda fans potentially could be a little fired up. And we play them twice in October. So get fired up. We also play the Tucson Roadrunners. I went to a Roadrunners game last year. They are a physical team. But we took care of them early on. Uh, we will play them as you can see here. It's actually on the 21st and then the 12th. I love inverse in little inverse numbers. I love that. Um, but we play them on the 12th of November, as well as the 17th of November and the 18th of November. So that's going to be, I'm expecting that to be a physical matchup. So if you like lots of hockey hits, uh, any Tucson game, at least from my experience, is probably good. But uh, yeah, definitely early on, I'm very curious to see uh, how we fare against them. Now, other teams that we saw throughout the playoffs, Texas, um, Colorado, Calgary, um, Abbotsford. So we did a squad cast with the amazing Ann Kimmel, who is one of the hosts of the Locked On Nashville Predators show. And uh, so they're the team, if I remember correctly, uh, that have one of their alternate logos is a refrigerator. But we, we play them um, a few times down the road. We play them for the first time in December, December 13th. And, or excuse me, I'm sorry, we have a road series with them on December 8th and 9th, and then on the 13th, we play them. So um, I think that's going to be really interesting. And then flash forward, January and March are two months where the Firebirds will be on the road a lot. So if you are not kind of in the area, California, can't make it out uh, Alaska Airlines, if you're coming from the Pacific Northwest, does have some pretty nice deals. Uh, they are, of course, a sponsor of both the Kraken and the Firebirds. So check that out. Uh, maybe also check out a friend of the Locked On Podcast Network Game Time, Game Time app. I still have some credits on Game Time, so we'll see if I can get some tickets. But January, March, on the road. Calgary, two times. Uh, Colorado, twice. Texas or Texas twice 
on the road in January. In March, we kind of bounce around, so we don't have really weekend series until later when we play Calgary twice. But Bakersville, San Jose, San Diego, Ontario, Bakersville, uh, Henderson, which is Vegas, the Silver Knights. Um, and then we have February and April that are more home centric. So if you can get out to Akershire arena or you want to get out to Akershire arena, I'd say, I mean, really the schedule is pretty kind to us when it comes to home games, but more home games than away games in the months of February and April, right down to the wire. So uh, I think, you know, I'm going to see if I can make my way out to Cali to visit my my homie Fuego, you know? I uh, was Fuego and Bowie's virtual assistant during the playoffs and look forward to reprising that role, if only in my mind and on social media. Coming up next on this Firebirds Friday episode of Locked on Kraken on a Tuesday, I'm going to take you to our other feeder team and that is our ECHL team the Kansas City Mavericks and we'll get to learn a little bit more about them and I'm circling some of their games but here in Tulsa because of course they will come through and might be an opportunity for me to get to know that squad and us to talk about it here on Locked on Kraken that's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. And I thank you always for making Locked on Crack and a part of your daily destination. Before we get out of here and uh, talk about the Mavericks, I did also want to mention a bit of news from Firebirds camp. We know that, you know, we've got players coming in and Kyle Jackson was signed by the Firebirds. Happened, ooh, I guess, last week, early uh, last week. And or the week before. Uh, so Kyle Jackson, a 2022 draft pick by the Seattle Kraken, signed to an AHL contract. He will be 21 October 17th. He was selected 196th overall. That's in the seventh round in the 2022 entry draft in Ottawa, Ontario native. Uh, he spent the last five seasons with the North Bay Battalion in the OHL, Ontario Hockey League. He recorded 117 points. The breakdown there, 71 goals, 99 assists. Let's go. Before joining the battalion, he was in the Central Canadian Hockey League with the Ottawa Junior Senators. He won the CCHL's Rookie of the Year and helped his team to a championship. So, Welcome on board officially, Kyle Jackson. And we've talked about it before, and you'll hear us talk about it on Thursday's episode with JD. Prospect pool. We're about middle of the pack, somewhere on the higher end of middle of the pack. And so we're going to talk about Edward Shala and some other prospects that JD thinks are very intriguing from the Seattle perspective. But as promised, I want you to get to know our ECHL team. And once again, our, our friend, uh, our friend Glenn, I think does a great job for the hockey news. Their model now, very similar to what we have on locked on is to have an expert for everyone 
of the NHL teams. And Glenn is our expert. And he has an article came out uh, about a week and a half ago, Get to Know Kraken's ECHL Farm Team. And what I found fascinating about this article that Glenn writes is that, you know, there really is a commitment to the Kansas City Mavericks, not Kansas City looking necessarily for an NHL team, which they did have. There's some really interesting history here um, in this article by Glenn. I was not around when that team existed, and I definitely was not watching the NHL at that time. So check out the history. But Glenn kind of breaks it down that uh, because the ECHL uh, – team we had an ECHL team if memory serves in the inaugural season that was in Texas in Texas because again there's an ECHL team I'm talking from door to door it takes me five minutes to get to the BOK center from here so I can see ECHL hockey um, I, I got to see an NHL preseason game. So I'm familiar with the ECHL teams as they come through Tulsa. Uh, but we were, it was uh, the, there was a Texas team, I'm forgetting the name. And so then in season two last year, we picked up the Kansas City Mavericks. And I like that Glenn talks about that there's um, a history of obviously once having a, an NHL level team. Um, you know, he talks about the, the, just the kind of the rich history of the area and really being all in. Now the Mavericks are owned by Lamar Hunt Jr. Um, who is the owner of the NFL's Kansas city chiefs. And so, you know, he talks about the, the NHL team was the scouts from 1974 to 76 and, um, they moved to, to Colorado, um, you know, I think, I think it's, um, really cool to learn a little bit about the history and sometimes these, you know, lower level semi-pro or whatever the case is leagues, they go through a lot of changes. I mean, we co-parented, right. And we're a part of the, the feeder system for the Florida Panthers when we were with the Charlotte checkers in our inaugural season, because the Coachella Valley Firebirds didn't exist. And then of course we folded into the Firebirds. We, we brought over disco Dan with us. Um, but it's kind of cool. Another thing that I think is cool. Speaking of the women's hockey spotlight is that in Tulsa. So I live in Tulsa now and, um, I got to spend time at the WNBA all-star weekend with the amazing Angela Ruggiero. And I can't believe I didn't mention it when I was talking to her, we were kind of talking more kind of women's sports business and obviously the landscape of women's hockey. So, um, you know, we, we got involved with, with other conversation, but she played for the Tulsa Oilers. And I think that's fascinating. I might have to like do a show with her talking about that because I only know what I read, but I've never personally heard her talk about that. Anyway, but things like that you get to see at some of these um, feeder systems into the NHL, whether it's women coming through the leagues, uh, the history of the cities and and getting other people in sports involved. I know Anson Carter has been really involved in Atlanta and some of the hockey that's going on there and maybe potentially trying to vie to have the NHL come back there. So anyway. I think you should learn more about the, the Kansas City Mavericks. And you know what? Between Glenn and myself, we can help you with that. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
I am, I am committed to helping you with that. And so the schedule for the Kansas City Mavericks, and I don't know if this is spicy or not, but I kind of like their website better than the Coachella Valley website. Just go check it out. But they will open on the road. Uh, they will be playing the Thunder. Is WIC, is that Wisconsin? I, I think so, probably. I should have looked that up before I started. So they have um, kind of like a, a three-game series, one on the road, and then two at home with the Thunder. And they will be coming to Tulsa uh, a few times, including after they play the Americans. That's the team that was uh, our ECHL team. But they'll be here in Tulsa for three games in November. So let's stay tuned. And maybe, uh, just like Glenn, I'll follow his uh, suit here and do a little bit more to, to get us involved at the ECHL level. Now, the, the link directly between the ECHL, the uh, AHL, and the NHL sometimes can be a long and laborious, excuse me, process. And it's not always something that comes to pass with, with the players, but I still think it's interesting. You, you never know when someone's going to make a run. That's It gave us a lot to talk about after we were trying to lick and heal our wounds from the Kraken getting eliminated in game seven in round two. Uh, it was nice to have the Firebirds to you know to to watch together and to still have some playoff hockey anyway that's our show again firebirds friday on a tuesday we will have a thursday episode that's going to be the squad cast and so it's going to be the locked on sharks show asking about locked on kraken and then we'll come back we've got to talk about dave tomlinson's replacement and any other news that surfaces about any one of our teams from the echl and the kc mavericks to the AHL and the Coachella Valley Firebirds, and of course, the team that we hold fast and stay true to, the one and only Seattle Kraken. But on Thursday's episode, you will hear who I think is the most important player coming up in the season. You will hear what I think is the best case scenario for us, worst case scenario for us, and so much in between. I'm so thankful for JD for having me on a Squadcast episode of Locked on Kraken and Locked on Sharks. That's coming to you Thursday. As always, you can contact me or the show on social media. You can also email the show, LockedOnKraken at gmail.com. So if you have specific questions that you want to have me address on the podcast, I know you want more player interviews. We're going to have that coming up. Fingers crossed for a training camp. So we'll get into all of that in the weeks to come. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on the road drinking my AG1, but be kind to yourself and to each other. And I will see you on the next episode. Peace.